You're listening to another edition of Absolutely Nothing Going On. It's your host here, Rich, a.k.a. Borlord. If you enjoy the show today, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, or review. You can catch me outside on Instagram at Richardometry, on Twitter at Richardography, and steady every day at angopodcast at gmail.com. Music for this segment produced by Taketones.com. Thanks for listening. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's start the show. You're listening to absolutely nothing going on. Tonight's top story, will vaccines be the death of us all? Hello, I'm your host, Rich A.K. Borlord, and this is absolutely nothing going on. <laughs> uh, what's up? What's going on? I, um glad you've decided to join today's a little bit you know a little bit going on today not not really anything i uh just happened to look up some information here today and uh discovered uh today is the 20th of december 2018 the year that just won't die i mean seriously this year is like a fucking <laughs> uh sega genesis boss you know or a freaking action movie bad guy you know just you shot him 50 times you you know threw him out a window you know it's like the fucking what is that the chicken uh fight scenes on family guy it's just like goes on and on and on and on anyway i'm going on and on and on in the spirit of 2018 so congratulations we've only got what 10 more days um you know 10 11 more days and um and we can call it you know we can go to the rap party get drunk with our friends uh talk about all the you know shit you messed up this year and be like ah well and take someone home from the office and regret it the next day. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, how you doing out there? I hope you're doing good. I hope that you would reach out to me and let me know that you're doing good. I, uh, I haven't plugged in a while. Actually anchor, um, anchor is, um, you know, still going strong here. This is what I'm, uh, keeping going with my, publishing it's the the only application that's gotten me to over my not fear i'm not gonna say fear i'm a i've been a performer and stuff for a long time but getting over the hump of wanting to start a podcast never actually following through and um i mean literally i wanted to do a podcast back you know here you know what am i gonna i you know i was the first one that wanted to go to war you know like i second family guy reference man i'm something about it i need to watch this a new episode the point of what i'm trying to say is that if you're on anchor you know throw me a star favorite my shit send me a message say what's up it, it literally takes like two seconds we can get in a little uh voice to voice dialogue you know like a little voicemail back back and forth volley you know voicemail volleying uh 
volley mail, if you will, VM for short. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, you know, if you're on Anchor, if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, go for it. I'm not paid by them. This is not an official advertisement. I um, it just happened to work for me. And um, speaking of other things that work for me, I'd like to talk to you now about my Lord and Savior. Um, the, uh, flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> oh yeah. I really didn't have a good joke for that one, but, um, wasn't real flayed out as, uh, as, uh, Mitch Hedberg will say, um, it's going to be a short episode. It's late. It's like, um, you know, it's quarter of one in the morning. I'm in the 2016 Kia Sorento studios here in, lovely central texas it's a bit foggy to this evening it was uh it didn't get foggy till early hours of the morning this morning but uh it took a long time to burn off uh, it was about like 10 o'clock before it started to lift but it's been hazy all day and now we're back to foggy so it's pretty cool um and that's your uh that's your weather report uh now to today's um, seemingly top story. I keep popping in and out of the Atlantic accent over there. <laughs> Transatlantic, whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about. That shit they all had to say, you know, talk like during the dawn of radio where, um, you know, people were listening on both sides of the Atlantic. So they kind of had this mashup. I don't know if you guys haven't heard about this. They had this mashup of kind of like British English and like a nose pinched, um, you know, New York or, or Massachusetts English it was kind of like a blending of those things. Uh, hopefully this is inf- informational for you guys. If not write me and say, Oh God, shut up, you know, <laughs> but, uh, for those of you who have not heard this, that's why all the clips and, you know, people do throwbacks and they're like, Tonight's top story. Blah, 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 blah. It wasn't actually British. It was, um, they called it the transatlantic accent. And broadcasters um, employed this accent because they had a, a wide audience on on uh, both sides of the Atlantic. It was kind of a early globalization before we had things like, you know, real wonderful things like the internet. Uh, or technology where you could change your voice uh, just with an app, you know. Back then, it was uh, you kind of just had to learn how to speak that way if you wanted to be in broadcasting. <laughs> My how times have changed. Every fucking person has a goddamn podcast. You know, I'm over here listening to podcasts like 20 hours a day, uh, and I still can't hear like any of the ones that I want to hear or listen to friends ones or whatever, you know. So, um, if you've got something, you know, it's getting to the point where like, I'll give a podcast like three minutes. If you don't catch me in the first three minutes, I'm moving on. So, um, it's seven minutes in (laughs) some of you, uh, may have not gotten this far. Uh, and I applaud you for that because this is a really super boring podcast, um, to be listening to. So, Anyway, top story is this. I'm not going to get too much into it, but on this day in 1957, I believe it was, um, 
our Lord and Savior, Elvis Presley, <laughs> uh, was, a lot of people may not know this about Elvis, he was drafted, actually sent a letter of um, being drafted in uh, 1957. He went into the Army, actually went into the Army in 1958 and, um, and, uh, you know, basically was a badass. You know, he went through basic. He climbed up uh, to the rank of sergeant um, in his career, military career. But basically, you know, his fans were like, oh, no, don't make him do it. Don't make him do it. They wrote letters and, and uh, whatnot to their congressmen, which back then it actually probably meant something nowadays. Pfft, who knows? You know, you write a congressman, you might as well label it like uh, send this, you know, to the trash can before reading. Burn, burn before reading. <laughs> but in any case, um, yeah, people wrote in. They didn't want him, fans didn't want him to go, but he was like, no, fuck that. He's like, I'm, a, you know, I'm a super famous person and I don't care if I die at this point. So, um, you know, yeah, I'll go be a man and swing my pompadour around and, you know, wherever the army sends me. And, uh, you know, he actually toured. He, he was with a, a, uh, like a tank battalion or something like that. I don't even remember, uh, all the specifics of it. Um, but either way, the thing I found, uh, somewhat interesting was the fact that, okay, and I'm going to, I'm looking at this here to make sure I get this information accurate. Um, Presley was seen as a model for all young Americans. After he got his polio shot from an army doctor on national TV, vaccine rates among the American population shot from a uh, whopping 2% to 85% by the time of his discharge on March 2nd, 1960. So we're talking about what? Two years, yeah, two years. In two years, just by getting a sh his shot on live television or national television or whatever, broadcast to the entire country. Um, by doing that, he raised the vaccination rate by eighty. What is that? Eighty three percent. I mean, that's astronomical. People are like, uh, oh, Che Guevara raised the the um, literacy rate of such and such by 60%. This guy, you know, Elvis Presley, in true American fashion, you know, essentially kicked off what we now know as overpopulation. <laughs> oh, I mean, can you imagine? 2% of people got vaccinated. That's like nothing. I mean, people must have been dying right and left from from uh, all of these, you know, super curable diseases. I mean, I know that's it's um, you know, you think about back when some of these things were discovered back in the 20s and 30s, you know, maybe even the 40s, but you know, this is this is almost 1960. You know, we're 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 10 10 12 years on. Uh, you know, sometimes 20 and 30 years on from these cures, vaccinations, you know, coming out. And here, this guy comes along, and once they see someone on television, someone famous doing it, 
um, wow, just turned it right around. I mean, <clears throat> don't you wish that celebrities could hold that kind of, you know, weight or power? I don't know if Elvis even really ever knew he he was doing it, but but I mean, really, like. This is the reason the earth is overpopulated, guys, is because too many people are getting vaccinations and not dying off by the hundreds and thousands um, from these totally simple curable diseases um, because of their superstitions. You know, so basically what I'm saying is is if you don't want to get yourself or your child vaccinated or immunized or whatever, um you know, A, keep them away from me, keep them away from my kids. Um, and B, go for it, man. We really need to thin it out a little bit. There's just, you know, too many people, you know, you think about, I I was read something somewhere, um, had to been about a year ago now, maybe a more, but basically stating if you were born after like 1950 uh or no if you were born before 1960 or something like that the population of the world has more than doubled since you were born i mean just think about that you know i think about andy griffith and sure that's a romanticized version of small town life in the south in the 19 really the 1930s uh 20s and 30s <clears throat> it was set in the 60s but you know that that shit don't happen even in the 60s but uh you know essentially what i'm saying is is that less people can get along easier than in a you know in a given area can get along way easier than way too many people you know if you my are my uh current living situation in uh this motorhome here is uh at its absolute peak with just me my wife and a baby and um and two you know small to mid-sized dogs it is like wall to wall um people and um and issues i'm not saying that it's not great i'm just saying that if it was just me living here i would have more than ample space that i needed you know or me and my wife more than ample space for us to exist in something like this when you add a baby and two dogs on top of it you know your your stress your frustration level at certain times or trying to accomplish certain things can raise just a little bit um (laughs) uh sounds like i'm speaking from experience huh essentially because i am um it it can get frustrating i i by no means am dissatisfied with it. I think it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, the accomplishment of it and, uh, and the fact that we're just going for it and it's a lot of fun, but, um, and I own it and it's, you know, I don't owe anybody money for it and I can live anywhere I want for, you know, cheap as sin. So bite me, you know what I mean? But at the same time, okay. You know, you think of a city like New York city, in uh you know around the turn of the century how many how many fucking people you think were there it lived in new york city maybe a million you know if you're counting all the boroughs i mean jesus christ i when i lived there it was like 12 million um and that was just in manhattan you know what i mean like 
Uh, I can't imagine, you know, but the more you pack people into us, into the same, the more people you pack into the same space, the higher the blood pressure of all of those people is, you know what I mean? Like as long as each, each person has space to spread out and you're not bumping elbows or whatever, you know, live and let live, do whatever you want. But the moment that, um, there's a hundred of you in a room, you know, and, um, and and you know you're just kind of packed in there everything from everyone around you is going to be kind of an inconvenience if you know what i mean so it's just you know things to be mindful of is your lesson of the day uh is just uh look around you be mindful that other people exist you know i'm just trying to help you get through this weather this shit storm of people that um that now exist and 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 look at me i'm breathing you can hear me over here i'm not a, i'm not a robot i'm not an ai uh you know skynet whatnot i'm part of the problem you know <laughs> case in point i'm part of the problem but hey i'm trying to live simply in an older structure farther out of a city um with uh with less and less neighbors so that um you know, so that not, not that, uh, so that I'm in not inconvenienced. Um, but, but just so you have got some, literally what I'm talking about is elbow room. So you got a little elbow room, you know, you can spread out a little bit, you can relax. Um, you don't have to always be worrying about whether your fucking stereo is keeping the guy on the other side of the fucking, you know, three inch hollow barrier you call a wall. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I get it. I've lived in the small spaces. You know, we had this, when I lived in New York, we lived in in South Brooklyn and we were in an apartment building that was about four or five stories tall. And uh, we were on the third landing up, I believe, or second landing up. But in any case, uh, they essentially they had taken you know, floors of this building. And I think it used to be two apartments per floor. And what they did is they put a wall right down through the middle of it and, um, and made, you know, big rooms into be uh, tiny bedrooms and living spaces. So, um, so yeah, so this wall that they put down the middle, <laughs> uh, we had this nice big heavy metal door and it just seemed like all so secure, but you know, God damn it. At fucking 8 o'clock every morning, you know, we worked in bars. So like we were coming home about the time this shit cranked up. Um, New York bars open till four. If you work there, you're not getting out of there before, you know, 6 a.m., you know, get everything cleaned up and counted out. And then you get home, you ride the train, which is not, you know, I guess it starts running express, at, you know, early morning, but but still, you know, you got a, a, a hefty train commute. You get back home by the time you get some, something to eat. Yeah, you get something in you. Then you get home about 7, 7.30 um, in the morning. And uh, at fucking 10 minutes later, as soon as you lay your head on the goddamn pillow, the uh, sa it sounded like, you know, 16 uh, Spanish-speaking children just screaming and running them down the hallway, uh, and and um, it's what I can only describe as like um, 
like Hot Wheels cars or like little cars or something, and they would put them on the wall and just run down the hallway, rolling their fucking shit across the wall. So not only did you get boom, 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 and the screaming in uh, in a uh, screaming of words that you a didn't recognize and b were spoken by children who didn't articulate very well. So even if I knew the language, I doubt that I would understand what the fuck they were saying, but the goddamn cars just run them up and down, run them up and down, run them up and down. Um, <clears throat> luckily that usually only lasted maybe a half an hour before they started eating something or whatever. Point is, is that, um, that, yeah, you know, we need a little elbow room, so I think that if I could go back, if I could get a time machine and go back in time, instead of killing Hitler, <clears throat> I think um, a more valuable thing would just be to stop, you know, Elvis Presley from getting vaccinated. That's I think that's the main point of what I'm trying to say here in tonight's top story. Um, where am I at here? All right. Um, so, yeah, if you got your uh, your overpopulation solutions, please send them along, along with uh, where you live and why and why you like it there. And, you know, while you're at it, why don't you throw in a uh, short five-page essay um, on, on what you believe are uh, the greatest challenges facing, um, you know, humanity's in terms of overpopulation in the next, let's say 50 years. Um, <laughs> you're writing this down. Uh, I'm trying to give you all a fucking homework assignment. Okay. You know, so can you pay attention, please? Just put your phones down for five seconds. I don't know where I'm going with all those guys. And that's what I realized the other day. That's what I should have called this show was, I don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Uh, but Hey, thank you for joining me, you know, here for a little fun, little, um, um, semi fact filled evening. Um, I hope you're doing well and, um, that you're, you're gearing up for a happy, uh, Christmas time, holiday time, um, whatever else we're required to say time of year. Um, I hope you have one of those. <laughs> uh, this is my family shove it time of year. So happy up yours to you, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know what makes that accent come out anytime I have something like that to say. I guess it's, you know, my default, um, what my own voice sounds like when I talk like that. Um, and it really does, you know, you hear me on the podcast here, you may have heard me get a little, get a little loose, you know, my, my normal state is somewhere around like Louisiana swamp accent mixed with British dropping of, um, you know, small words in between, uh, mixed with like good old Florida boy or Texas. I don't even know. It's just this weird Southern conglomerate. And I lived in England for a little bit. So I dropped some of my words, um, that are superfluous, like the, um, 
you know, the really is, I guess <laughs> it's just the, if you stop saying the all the time, you know, the world would be a better place. You're trying to pad a, your five page essay for me. Fine. Throw in the, I'll let it slide this time. But, um, you know, like British people, they say, um, oh, I was in hospital. They don't say I was in the hospital. Um, they say, um, oh, I'm going to store instead of I'm going to the store. You know what I mean? It's just this weird, uh, thing, you know, but it, it can make communication slightly more efficient. You know, you don't have to type the in every single, in front of every single, you know, noun or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Is noun the right part of speech? I don't know. You tell me in your essay. You know, hopefully I can understand it. I was thinking about this the other day. Okay. <clears throat> and I even texted uh, a buddy of mine. I'm, uh, I, I may have been under the influence of, of one or or more substances, but I basically, I, I just had this thought and, and I had to Google it. And, um, and what I found was, um, you know, light, uh, if you, if you're so inclined in the technical world and this may get into the weeds, you could turn this off now. If you didn't already turn it off in less than three minutes, um, from the beginning, if you're still listening at this point, you're not, uh, you know, scientifically, techni- uh, technically uh, minded, you might want to go ahead and just turn it off now. We'll see you next time. <laughs> but um, so photons, right? The the uh, the particle and wave that is light. Okay, when you see light, the reason you can see anything is that light uh, photons are bouncing off of it, right? Um, but th- but I, that's amazing enough in itself. But I thought to myself, I was like, well, how do how do we see things? And how do we even see those photons? Looked it up. And you may already know this because you're, you know, a fucking doctor or doctor, wizard, astronaut, um, firefighter. Um, and, uh, you know, you may have all the knowledge of the world, but... Um, my limited, uh, dumb self happened to, um, have to look this up, but basically, okay. So like, you know, your eyes got rods and cones in it, right? Uh, the cones essentially measure, like essentially estimate the, the frequency of the light, which translates into color. Okay. Don't tell me how that, don't ask me how that happens. Uh, I hadn't got that far into it because I'm going to focus on rods for a second, okay? The rod, okay? The Johnson of the eye. Your fucking rods in your eye, okay? The, the, that are like propping up the, the pistons of your eye. I'm, I'm trying to bring it back in here. If you were, you know, if you didn't turn it off, you're not technically, uh, you know, scientifically savvy or whatever. I'm trying to make it interesting for you. Um... Why buy the rods when you get the cones for free? You know what I mean? Again, God, I went right back to that accent. Anyway, um, but yeah, the rods in your eye, okay, have all these molecules. And when a photon comes and hits that molecule, what happens instead of it just bouncing off like it does off of most things that you can see, which I still don't know how you can see things like this, but... uh. 
so your the rods in your eyes have a bunch of these little uh, mo- these molecules, right? And the photon hits these molecules, right? The molecule grabs it and absorbs it and changes shape, which in turn releases a chemical that's turned into an electrical impulse and sent to your brain. Now, your bro- your brain does is it takes uh, that signal and it says. Um, have we ever experienced another signal similar to this? And and now it's also, uh, you know, I didn't really get into the cones again, but it's also receiving the information from the cones. And the cones are saying, um, you know, it's this wavelength, it's this color of light, and um, and your rod is saying this is the this is the photon that I received, right? And all the rods uh, add up to what is the light of an image essentially in black and infinite black and infinite white because <laughs> uh, the photon is is the light part but then the cone sends the wavelength so if you're still following me here i'm kind of you know uh walking over my own tracks but what i'm trying to say is is that the rod actually absorbs the photons they don't bounce off not all of them but but a lot of them um it absorbs okay so that information gets sent in, in in the form of electrical impulses into your brain. Now your brain being the fantastic in you know uh, processor and archive combination that it is, you know, uh, I think about how in like the uh, you know the dawn of computers, computers could take up like a whole city block, you know, and just, just to be able to do simple calculations. And now, um, we walk around with like 40 of the, you know, processors in each one of our phones, um, that are listening to everything that we say and reporting that right back to the Illuminati, but that's a story for another day. Um, (laughs) essentially if, at some point, all of our data storage uh, and reference, you know, and processing power um, of basically all the information possible on Earth could be shrunk down to the size of, let's say, a brain. Um, that's what that computer would look like. It apparently has to be biological and have a lot of, you know, different things. Computers can make a lot of different um calculations right excuse me computers can make a lot of different calculations but what they can't do is as well and this is where artificial intelligence is starting to come on the scene and they're teaching it to do this is to make comparisons based on previous data okay um comparing to incoming data so what your eye does, the rods and cones in your eye, two different streams of information that are that are um, simultaneously feeding into your brain, and your brain is is just like leafing through like a little uh, like this little fucking patty guy with his round glasses on, his little green visor, and his fucking um, you know sleeve guards uh, around his uh, biceps or whatever his puny little milky white sexy biceps um is just leafing through this like you know infinite file cabinet of all of your previous experiences you know all of the data that um that your eye has ever previously received 
And uh, so it compares all of that data um, that it has stored and uh, with the, against the new incoming data, okay, from the rods and cones, the photon that your rods ate and the uh, wavelength that bounced around in the cone, <clears throat> essentially. And uh, when it makes this comparison, it uh, the visual cortex of your brain, it sends it back to the visual cortex and the visual cortex interprets it. Uh, it sends the data back and says it's most like this and it's, you know, it's most like this wavelength and it's most like this input of, uh, you know, photons, right? Um, and then your brain just essentially at that point makes a guess. It like shoots somewhere in the middle and every time, you know, and this is why things like practice makes perfect, right? It never really makes perfect, but it makes a shitload of experiences um, that over time your brain has uh, less and less um, difficulty or, or has to work less and less to make a comparison and guess what you're looking at, okay? <laughs> so if you see the same thing uh, a million times or it's uh, just a single frame is flashed to you into your subconscious, um, that's even a, a weirder thing to think about, but your brain is making a guess at, of what you're seeing. So I don't even know how we all don't die or fall down, um, how we can see anything at all, uh, much less operate motor vehicles at like tens of miles um, on the highway or whatever. Point of it being is um, it does all of this, your brain, your eyes and your brain, this exchange, you know, of course, photons moving at the speed of light, um, that is itself. <laughs> it's like the fastest known moving particle or wave in the universe. Actually, they think they've found some neutrinos that are a little faster, but uh, you can't really see those. This is like I can literally see, you know. Um, but the crazy thing about this is it each one of the it's receiving that input from each one of the rods and cones. I mean, there could be you know, thousands or millions of them. I don't, I'm not a doctor or, you know, I don't know all about the human. I know I've understood now how this works and this is amazing enough. I don't know how many receptors there are in there, how many of these molecules that'll eat these photons and fart out a chemical that your brain turns into a uh, electrical impulse. But uh, the point is, is it does this using like thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of data inputs from these individual rods and cones uh, and makes this guess of what you're seeing, but it does this nearly 25 times every second, you know? So if you're telling me that a computer is just going to, you know, the robots are coming for our jobs, you know, maybe just chill out a little bit. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not that close. We don't even understand. We understand kind of how it works, but uh, up to this point, we still don't know why it works. <laughs> uh, and that's really my question is why, how do we not just die immediately from everything, you know, possible? How do we not just fly apart at the seams? How do we even understand our own uh, experience, you know, just walking through the, through the world? But um, so, yeah, I mean, literally everyone could be seeing, you know, interpreting, their brains could be interpreting it in different ways, but our, our conditioning as a species or, and our instincts all add up, 
you know, genetically our instincts, I think, feed into that as well and add up to this, um, you know, what we see. Oh, that's a tree. The sky is blue. The, the, you know, the bus has wheels, you know, like all those sorts of things are, you know, really in, in terms of, uh, in terms of all of this, our literal best guess, uh, our brain's best guess, you know, but it's all of our brain's best guess. And that's the median of reality. And that's a topic for another show. So I hope that you have enjoyed our little chat here. If you have any further questions, um, just, you know, you could ask me and I'll look it up for you. Or you could look it up yourself. It's real easy these days. It's hard to, um, you know, be an aficionado or an authority on any sort of subject. And uh, again, going back to our 100 people in the room, um, that's why they're all screaming at each other. Because uh, at this point, they're like, no, it's really like this. And like, no, this website says that. And this set of data says, you know. So believe what you want to believe, but it's just your best guess. <laughs> and on that note... You get, you can just, you can just go. (laughs) Uh, I went up to, um, to the great state of Maine for a friend of mine's wedding this, this year. God, it was this year again, this year will not end so many, so many things, you know, and it's not, it's, it seems like for everyone, it's not just what's happening in the world, but it's personal as well. 2018 has been very uh, a vicious, dirty, personal battle for every single person. And I don't, you know, I don't know what the culmination of all this it should be or will be, but, um, but it seems like we should come out on the other side of this, um, understanding each other better because, um, because it's all happening to all of us at the same time. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? If it's been a good year for you, you know, fuck off. Okay. Most of (laughs) it, I won't tell you that. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're having a good time, but most people I've talked to, heard from and read about, um, it's been, uh, it's been a tough year. So, uh, I'm hoping to do another show before the end of the year, maybe maybe two. Who knows? I'm getting I'm 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 up here on a whole nother week, right? Uh, one one a week, you know. This is the second week, so we'll see how it goes. I'm not making any big promises. I'm not going to claim like I'm going to do 30 episodes in 30 days because only a moron would do that. Um, but uh, I will try and get back to you um, on when I have absolutely nothing going on. So, um, for all of us here, have a merry go eat it time and suck a Johnson, which is the rod of the eye. (laughs) I mean, the rod of the pants. What would be the cone then? I don't really know. Later, you guys.